inspirational guest known to man every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific for the past 23 years. We've been doing that, and today is no different. You're tuned into David Essel Live. David Essel in the box, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard, gang. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Our text number, 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six. Text us in the studio right now at nine four one two six six seven six seven six. Proud to be part of the iHeart Radio Premier Radio Clear Channel Radio Massive Network, the Gorilla of Talk Radio. There's no doubt about that. Oh my gosh, Marilyn Scott is with us today. One of uh, Oprah's five ambassadors of hope, selected as one of Oprah's five ambassadors of hope because of what she's gone through in life, the power that she's brought into this world to inspire millions upon millions of people to change, to let go of victimhood. And we're going to find out Marilyn's story, her personal story, and then we'll be talking about her book, Surrounded by Inspiration, in just a couple minutes. I want to just start off with this thought. You know, so many people become frozen, handcuffed on the fence in life because of a victimization. You know, it's because I was raised like X that I can only be Y. Because there's a Democrat in the office, I can only make this amount of money. Because of the housing, because of my former partner, because of whatever it might be, right? It's all about victimization. Marilla has seen that, experienced that, broken through it. And we're going to find out right now how you might be able to do that too. Again, one of five of Oprah's Ambassadors of Hope. A number of books she's written, Surrounded by Inspiration, is the one we're going to talk about today from Child abuse to worldwide inspiration. Marilla, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, you you are more than more than welcome. Talk about, like, tell us about your childhood. What occurred that brought you into such a dark space? Well, I'll tell you, David, in our house, um, that's the title of my book that accounts my memoir. I grew up under extreme, extreme situations of physical abuse, and then my mother got involved in some things spiritually that actually kind of caused her a lot of harm in another way and jeopardized the household the way we were. My father was recruited by the CIA right out of college and IBM simultaneously, and he was a very intelligent man. But what happened behind closed doors was an entirely different story. And I had five brothers with, um, you know, we went through so much that people that read the book, they're like, how did you even make it out of that house? But, Mm. you know, my childhood was one thing, and people look at pieces of their life that happened and they count that as their entire life. That was just an right. episode or part of my life. And I talk to a lot of people day after day that tell me of some horrific things that occurred in their home. And they read my story and say, I would have never been able to go through what you did. Well, that wasn't my whole life. I was a child, and I really couldn't do anything about it because I was at the mercy of actually what happened behind closed doors with my parents. However, when I was able and old enough to make choices, I had to understand, you know, that that was something that I went through, and that meant to stay in. And I was a victim at that time, but as we know, history is just that. It's history. So it happened, right. it was over, and I had the choice to either stay in that pain, stay in that suffering, stay with those memories, or move on and shape and change my life into what I wanted to be. And Marilla, that's basically what, what at, in our house was. And at what age did you awaken to this thought process that that is the past and I need to figure out a way to move on? Do you remember... Well, actually, I do, David. That's a great question, um, because it happened when I was around 17, 18 years old after I left the home, because I realized very quickly that, you know, I took so much pain with me, but I'm gone now. Now, what do I do? Carry that out of that life, out of that house, or shape my own? 
So, you know, I didn't want to be a victim. I didn't want to stay a victim for the rest of my life. And and when you look at that, that victimization part of it, how did it manifest in your life? Like, did it manifest in other relationships? Did it manifest in drug, alcohol use? Like, can you share? Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, David, the problem that people do have, and in, in myself, is that mine came out in the way of carrying luggage, meaning hate and anger, mistrust and doubt for other people, because I didn't have a healthy relationship growing up, and so I didn't trust anyone. And you can't have a healthy, you know, personal relationship if you can't trust the person you're with. And you can't right. have healthy relationships with your children if you can't teach them healthy behaviors because you're not healthy. And so, by the grace of God, I did avoid the drug and alcohol because I knew that because of what I went through was so, so substantially painful that if I ever tried drugs, I would be a, become an addict. If I ever become any kind of substance abuse and alcohol or anything that I would have let it become me because it would have been a way, an easy way to suppress what I went through. Instead, I took that pain, I took everything that I went through, and I shifted through it and tried to figure out how can I use that to make me wiser, stronger, smarter, and more resilient, and then how can I teach other people to overcome it, yeah. which is what my mission is and what I do. So 17, 18 years of age, you awaken to this thought process. Marilla Scott is who we're talking to right now. You awaken to this thought process that, okay, I went through some hellacious stuff in my childhood. I can either carry it with me, this baggage, and allow me to not trust people, to not be able to be in relationship, friendships, whatever it might be, and trust people. How did you begin to let it go? Once you became to this awareness that this isn't going to be healthy for me to carry this forward, this lack of trust, how did you start to let it go? You know what happened is that I began journaling and writing. Writing is very therapeutic for me, and it allowed me to get a lot of things out that I really didn't know that I expressed. And yes. it took a long time, to be honest with you. It didn't happen. You know, I began at 17 and 18 understanding because I went to college and I was away from there, but I realized that the relationships that I was having, people and friends that I was meeting, and, and, and no matter what I did, even in my career, that it was just I, I couldn't excel at the way and to the capacity that I wanted to. And so when I started writing... And I wrote, you know, the whole time I was at home through the abuse and everything. I used to write poetry. I used to write accounts of what happened. I took everything and turned it into a book. And I kept writing over 13 years. And I didn't realize it. But every time I would write, it was healing me. It was letting me see and understand, hey, you're writing about something that already happened. You're writing about something that's over. You're writing about something that now you have the ability to decide what do you want to do from here. And that's where the change came in. It was a journey, but worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, that that's a long time to write, isn't it? To come oh, to the awareness. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I kept putting it down because I really didn't know how to let go of the anger that I had. And yeah. when I started writing, I realized how angry I was, and I said, "You know, I don't even want to think about this anymore because it made me filled with rage." But then, you know, as I got a little older and a little older, I said, "Something's got to give." You know, I I need to release this, and the writing became more therapeutic because I allowed it to. Instead of holding on to the anger, I let go of it and transcend it into a more peaceful state of mind. And had I known then what I know now, I would have written that book in a matter of six months. <laughs> a lot quicker. I, oh, my goodness. It, is, it was, uh, like, amazing what it did. Amazing. Yes. Uh, because I got it out uh, of me. 
Amazing. That is that's so beautiful. Uh, Marilla, when you're working with people now and who have experienced great hardship, abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, they've experienced someone stealing their life savings or whatever it might be. What, what is the, 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 the recipe? What is the prescription you give them for writing? Is there like a certain pattern that you ask them to begin with in regards to what do you write about? How many minutes per day, et cetera? You know, David, um, there was a gentleman that I just finished his book. Actually, his name is David Tuckaroo, Jr., and I did his story, Back to the Bone. And when we first sat down and talked about doing his book, he was very angry. He had a lot of anger because he ended up with having leukemia at the age of 25. And um, he's from Canada, and his story is so phenomenal. And when he came to me at first, he had a lot of anger, and he said, you know, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about that. And I said, well, then I'm not the right person to help you because I like people to find the inspiration in their pain because no matter right. where you go and what you do, you are surrounded by inspiration. Think about the other kids and those little babies that are down the hallway in the hospitals being treated with leukemia and you're 25 years old, but they have to withstand it. And that's all they know. Some were born with it. So you have to find out how that made you better, stronger. You're still here. And when we wrote, Oh my gosh, this young man, he opened up his soul. Let me go inside. Showed me everything that he was harboring that was combined with the leukemia and what he went through in the pain and the family relationship. And we sorted everything out. And by the time he finished his book, his father said he's like night and day. Because a lot oh, of things cool. he couldn't tell people, he, he released it. And I said, if I'm going to work with you, and I tell people, if you're going to write your story, whether it's me doing it or someone else, because I'm a ghostwriter as well, I said, you have to tell the truth. When you acknowledge the truth, not your end of it, but the truth across the board, that's right. when you can begin to heal. I love it. Mar- Marilla, I'm going to ask you to hang in there with us. Marilla Scott is our, our guest right now, author of one of many of her books, Surrounded by Inspiration. We're going to come back with Marilla after this break and get more into forgiveness. How do you forgive? What are the benefits? Where do you start? You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. I'm David Essel. TalkDavid.com is the website. Stay right there. upon us and it's time time to start living the life you've always dreamed of i'm david essel xm radio host and author of the new free book the power of focus at talkdavid.com we're giving away one million copies of the power of focus and it's free at talkdavid.com you deserve your desires get your free book the power of focus today at talkdavid.com for 21 years positive talk radio equals david essel alive listen on xm 168 every saturday 6 to 9 eastern 3 to 6 Pacific. Need toner? The Toner Kings sells all leading brands of toner cartridges to hundreds of businesses across the country. And Fortune 500 companies like Lockheed Martin, American Red Cross, and Excellus Blue Cross, just to name a few. Just head online to thetonerkings.com. Order toner and save up to 60% off dealer pricing with their 100% guarantee. You can try a new cost-effective toner solution with no risk. Visit thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. Never miss a week of inspiration by joining David Essel's Text Club right now. You can listen to David Essel alive from anywhere in the world right on your smartphone if you text right now, Talk David, to 69302. Text Talk David, all one word, to 69302. And we're going to send you a link before the show starts every week so you can listen live all over the world to David Essel alive. Get inspired right now by joining David Essel's Text Club. Text Talk David to 69302. Talk David to 69302.
Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at talkdavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at Talk david.com need toner the toner kings sells all leading brands of toner cartridges to hundreds of businesses across the country and fortune 500 companies like lockheed martin american red cross and excellus blue cross just to name a few just head online to the tonerkings.com order toner and save up to 60 percent off dealer pricing with their 100 guarantee you can try a new cost-effective toner solution with no risk visit the tonerkings.com mention you heard this ad on xm radio and get an additional 20 percent off your first toner order When I began working with David Essel, I was a single mom, completely disempowered and living in fear. Clients who have worked one-on-one with Master Life Coach David Essel are learning how to change their lives. And now, just one year later, I am the executive director of a nonprofit and really feeling my power in the world. Their success has come from focus and accountability with David, and the same can happen for you. Life coaching programs start at under $200, so visit TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Are you exhausted in life, feeling that whatever you do is never enough to see lasting change? I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, yours at TalkDavid.com. We're giving away one million copies of The Power of Focus free at TalkDavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at TalkDavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Would you like to learn the secrets of the most successful people in life to radically change your life and then help others do the same? Hi, I'm David Essel. Since 1996, we've been teaching people from all over the world how to become certified life coaches. These classes can be done in person or via teleconference from anywhere in the USA. And we even offer these life-changing courses via a one-on-one option. Our certification is so effective that it's the only one offered in the USA on a college campus. Visit lifecoachuniverse.com. That's lifecoachuniverse.com. Tuned in to David Essel Live, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now, here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Proud to be part of the iHeart Premier Clear Channel Radio Networks. Broadcasting live out of Studio E, Los Angeles, California, 800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Text 941-266-7676, 941 
888-266-7676. Marla Scott is our guest right now, one of Oprah's five ambassadors of hope, author of several books, including Surrounded by Inspiration. What did it feel like, Marla, to, to be selected by Oprah as one of the five ambassadors of hope? You know, that's such a substantial honor because uh, she recognized the work that I was doing and teaching people basically not to become a victim by understanding the indicators of an abuser and teaching people to forgive. Um, it's amazing. It's an honor. That's all I could say about that. It's a beautiful honor. Yeah, that, that's so cool. Oh, that is just so cool. So, so let's talk about forgiveness. You know, we have listeners right now around the country who have gone through something horrendous, many of them. You know, it could be that, that, their, that their life savings were stripped away, stolen by someone they know or someone they don't know. It could have been incest, rape. It could be um, just ongoing betrayal. Talk about, first of all, the struggle with forgiving that person. Let's talk about that, Marla. Well, you know, people seem to think that forgiveness is something when you ask them to do it and say, hey, you have to forgive that person, that it's easy. And it's not. It's a process that you have to sometimes go through. And sometimes it's a spiritual process. Sometimes it's a personal battle that you have to overcome. But forgiveness isn't always about the other person. It's more about you. So you're not allowing someone or something or a situation to hold you emotionally hostage anymore. And the beautiful thing about that is once you learn to forgive what you're doing is learning to let go of negativity, and that's when you begin to heal. Because a lot of people that I've spoken to, some of the people that they're angry with and they can't forgive, they're no longer in their life anymore. So right. what if they've asked for forgiveness? What if they've forgotten <laughs> and some people didn't even know they hurt you that bad? You're carrying something that can be catastrophic to your own personal and healthy development instead of letting go of it. Yeah, It's a must and, and and, and, you know, it's true, too, Marilla, that, that there are some people that have passed on and we're still Absolutely. angry at that person who's passed on. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. And it's, it's beyond me a lot of times when I teach people that how do you know that that person didn't ask to be forgiven? They didn't ask for forgiveness, you know, for what they've done to you. And how do you know they even realize they did anything wrong? And so you're mm-hmm. carrying around luggage and someone's not even here for you to do what? Hate them? Be angry right. towards them? Right. So what's the process? Marla, how how does someone, a listener right now, sitting there going, well, I don't know if I'm ready, but I'll give it a shot. You know, my my former partner cheated on me 10 times or, you know, this happened or that happened. Like, Like, how do we start that forgiveness process? Well, you know, a lot of times people forget that forgiveness means beginning with yourself. You have to learn how to forgive yourself because there are things that you've done to other people. And think about that. Have you ever hurt one of your girlfriends or your boyfriends or your mother, your parents, or did something that, that you would never think that you could be forgiven and someone forgave you? Let's just start there is what I tell people. And then you want people to forgive you, but how is it that you refuse to forgive someone else? How can we ask for someone to forgive us when we do something wrong or let us off the hook for something we've done? And, you know, we can't acknowledge and give that, be gracious enough to pass that along. It's really about your own spiritual well-being and your health. Forgiveness is actually a negative emotion. Negative emotions can cause tremendous stress on your body. It's not good. And and I'm, I'm guessing that you believe that the written process is an important way to start forgiveness, is to put it on paper. Well, you know what? When you're writing, you're seeing what the issue is. Sometimes you can view it from a different perspective than what you thought by keeping it inside. Because if you look at it and you're honest with yourself and you write things down, the key is to write the truth. Don't be biased and write your version. Write what actually transpired. And sometimes seeing it from a different perspective, it's healthy. Because 
you can say the sun is setting over there, and I'll tell you that, you know, it's rising over here. And the funny thing about it is it's a matter of perspective. It doesn't mean we're right or wrong, but you have to respect other people's perspectives. And if you can agree to disagree, you can learn to say, okay, I'm going to forgive you. I'm not going to necessarily forget, but I'm going to, and I'm not going to, you know, carry this luggage and this negativity anymore, but it doesn't mean I'm going to trust you and we're going to be best friends. You can right forgive on. and move on. That's what people right have to understand. Forgiveness isn't saying you got a free pass. Right. Good, 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 good. So important to hear. You know, when, when we talk about this, we always say that there's forgiveness with release and forgiveness with, with acceptance. Forgiveness is with release is I forgive you, but you're not going to be part of my life. Very exactly. nice to have met you. Right. Exactly. And then forgiveness with acceptance. We may make a choice to say, wow, that really hurt what you did, really, you know, damaged me. But I, I want to forgive you and bring you back. How do you know that it's okay to bring someone back who has hurt you. You forgave them. What's that line of demarcation in the sand for you, Marilla? That's a good question, David, because the line is when you see that that individual has changed and they can truly ask for forgiveness and say, you know what, I know what I did wrong with no excuses, without saying, well, had you not done this or I didn't realize this, when you hear the excuses, they, they don't get it. But when you know that they say, look, you know, I've gone on a journey, I did some things that were wrong, please forgive me. If you can see their life has changed, their attitude has changed, if people change their mindset, they change their life. If their mindset has changed, then you know that they truly mean what they say or they're truly attempting to change. And it's, it's not a bad thing to offer and extend the olive branch to say, okay, you know, but I'm going to keep an eye on you, but you don't have to fully <laughs> pull them back in. You, know, you don't pull them back in and let them do it again. That's right becoming, on. allowing yourself to be victimized. You have to be yeah. smarter and learn from your experiences. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You keep an eye on them. Okay, listen. Exactly. <laughs> You're under watch, baby. You can come on back with. <laughs> yeah, I see you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. No, we, we've got two minutes. We're going to go to a quick break. Um, do, do you have a chance? Do you have a couple more minutes to spend with us after the bottom Absolutely. of the hour? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, great, 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 because I love speaking with you, and I've got more stuff I want to go over with you. Um, when someone knows, we have a minute and a half left to the break, when someone knows that they are cleared out of the anger, resentment, what are the signs? How does someone know that the forgiveness work is overdone, they can move on, they can forget about it? It doesn't consume them anymore because their focus is on their career, on their family, on healthy things. When you're focusing on things that are healthy, you're over it. You're clearly over it. But when you still, if you see that person and you, and you have to fight your anger or try really hard to let go, you haven't done it yet. You haven't done it. I, go back to the writing. Go back to getting someone professionally to help you. Go back and do whatever you got to do to get rid of it, correct? Absolutely. It makes a big difference. And sometimes we are too prideful to say, hey, I need help with this. And when we don't ask for help if we need it, that's why people end up in substance abuse with addictions, with other problems, you know, with anger issues, because we won't say we can't let this go. And a lot of things, a lot of problems like that actually stem from being in, unable to let things go. And we have to learn to do that. It's a release of negativity. Just release right it. Right on. Yes. Marla Scott is my guest. MarilaScott.com is the website. MarilaScott.com is the website. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the, her recovery from brain aneurysms. What caused them? What does she know? Do the medical people know what caused the brain aneurysms? And how did she recover herself? What were the steps that she took to overcome 
brain aneurysms. Marla Scott, one of uh, Oprah's five ambassadors of hope. An amazing, amazing honor. Author of many books included, Surrounded by Inspiration. We'll be back with Marla in just a second. I'm David Essel. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive. Our website, talkdavid.com. Stay there. So you grab a piece of something that you think is going to last. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on her, she's popping right out of the South Georgia water. Thought, oh, good Lord, she had them long You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, every Saturday across this great United States of America, celebrating 23 years on the air. That's what we're doing here at David Essel Alive. My guest, Marilyn Scott, uh, one of Oprah's five ambassadors of hope, author of many books, including Surrounded by Inspiration. We're talking to her about uh, victimization, overcoming victimhood, forgiveness, release. How do you know when to bring people in? How do you know when to keep them out after you've been betrayed in some way? And now we're going into her own personal story of brain aneurysms and how she overcame, how she healed. Uh, Marilla, tell us the story. Like, what were the symptoms? When did they start? And then what was the healing process? You know, um, this is so cool. This is a cool story, David, because I knew when you pay attention to your body, instead of paying so much attention to the pitfalls and downfalls and judging everybody else, you can really see more of what's going on in your own life. And I could tell something was wrong. I had you know, a little bit of blurry vision, I had headaches, I just didn't feel right. And I went to the doctor, told him something was wrong, and they said, oh, you know, this is probably this, it's probably that. I said, no, it's right here. I can point right to the spot in my head where it was. Long story short, um, I was diagnosed with having a brain aneurysm, and they didn't give me, but they said, you you probably won't make it through the night. It's really, really bad. We, you know, wow. and if you do make it, yeah, it was, it was bad. They said, if you do, um, you'll probably be a vegetable. And I said, okay, well, um, thanks for that. So I told my son and my daughter, I said, you know, let's go home. I took the IVs out and I left the hospital and went home. And six years later, I lived six years with those aneurysms, knowing that I had an aneurysm. But in the time being, I went back because I, my symptoms got worse. And they did another test and, the, and they found a doctor that said, let me take a look and see if I can try and stent it. He went inside and he found another one. He said, you know, there, you have multiple brain aneurysms, and they've grown so large that they can't be sent it. And he said, there's nothing we can do for you. So that was in that when they initially found out in that first you know, few months, six months. So after yeah. that, I went six years from that point of finding out I had multiple aneurysms and went on with my life. I said, okay, I'm going to put it in God's hands. And I, I just forgot about it as if I didn't have them and just continued yeah. to live my life because I said, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. But I'm going to go being and doing things that I typically do. So the symptoms came back, and they were worse. They never really left me, but they got worse. And I knew. I went to see my physician, and he said, you know, we, we have six years in between us. There's got to be somebody that can do something because before, no doctor would touch me. Now I went to a doctor, a neurosurgeon, and he sent me to one, and he said, you know what? Um, you need to have surgery immediately. I was doing a women's retreat. 
And I said, you know, I have a retreat with women. Women are coming from all over the world. I, I can't have <laughs> surgery. He said, you need to have it now. I said, how about, you know, next week or next month? And he said, no, we'll do it Monday. I said, Tuesday, I have to tell my children and my family. <laughs> and he said, I'm just going to bargain with them. So we, yeah, had, really? we did the surgery. Oh, yeah. We, I said, okay, we'll do it. But do you think I'm going to make it? And he said, there's no guarantees in this because of the size and location of your speech and memory. He said, but I'm very good at what I did. That's what I needed mm. to hear. And I hear yes. God's voice tell me, get it done. So I went in, I did the women's retreat first, and I shaved my head bald that following Tuesday. Um, it was in May, um, nearly three years ago. I went in, shaved my head bald, and said, okay, God, do with me what you will. Came out of the surgery. He, you know, clipped one, wrapped another, and he couldn't do anything with the third. But I'm still here. And it's an amazing journey that I've been on because wow. Wow. I had to really fight to get back to where I am now, where I'm you know, ghostwriting stories and traveling and speaking and doing things. I have my life back, but I want yes. it back. You see, sometimes we yeah. give our life up and we give it up because we hear something negative taking place in our life and it's like, okay, time to quit. We're done. We're going to die. And I was told I was going to die multiple times, but I right. wasn't ready to die. And so that's the right. key is that if you give in before you begin to fight, you've already lost. And I wasn't yeah. willing to lose. I'm not a loser. So you have to have a positive attitude all the way out of this world. <laughs> if you're going to have anything, keep a positive attitude right until you ride it out of here. That's right the best way to live. Okay, now what what was it in in those in those moments when he said, you know, we, we've got to go in? Like, what was it? Did you start doing anything differently? Did you did you start writing more, praying more? Did you start being more open, more vulnerable from from that time till now, three years ago? Have you changed at all as well, David? This is a beautiful point. Absolutely not, <laughs> because what got me through that surgery was that I was already there. Because yeah. I had always been, my faith in God, my faith is, is so strong, you can't shake it. So what's going to be, is going to be. And some people say, well, it's God's will. Well, God wanted me to have what I wanted. He gave me what I wanted. I wanted to live. I have my children, my husband, my family, my life is here. And so I wasn't ready to go. So I, I asked him, I said, you know, I want to stay here. And he gave me that. See, we're always like, do with me, you know, kind of, it's my yeah, time right, to go. Right, it's gonna right. go. Uh-uh, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. So yeah. you have to ask for what you want. We pray for a lot of things, but sometimes we don't pray the right way or we don't ask for the right things. And, and you have to have faith. You just have to have faith and you have to have that power of positive thinking because there are yes. people that will give you stories of overcoming cancer. Like I said, David Tuckeroo with Bad to the Bone. You have people that overcome illnesses and, and substance abuse that shouldn't, people say they shouldn't be here today, but you should. Yep. If you're here, yes. you're meant to right. be. You shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Marilla, I love your attitude. You are so great. Hey, listen, I, I, I got to share this with you because this is a bone of contention I have. I'm in recovery, right. and I'm one of those people that, you know, I am so blessed because of the roads that I went down and came out of. But there, there there's a line that I just do not agree with in recovery that people use all the time, and I think it's the lazy man's way out, and it says, and, and the line is, as you well it, you know it very well, let go and let God. And, you know, I believe like you do. I say, you know what, let God's going to do half the work but baby you got to come to the plate with the other half you can't just let go and hope that something brilliant is going to happen you have to actually bust your butt as well isn't that true yay david <laughs> that's what you say right on to right there because the bottom line is that's a cop out when you say that god gave us the free will to do whatever we want and then right. all of a sudden we give it back to him and say okay i'm gonna let go and let god fix this 
She's giving you the free will, the power, the strength, the opportunity to do and fix your life if you want to. Why do we, why do we throw it back at times of convenience? We, yeah. we have the power to shape and change our life anytime, anytime we want to. We need the strength to do it. We have to believe we can, but you have to invest in the work. So, you know, I, I applaud you, David. I really do. We have yeah. to invest yeah. in ourselves. Right. That's right. That's right. So for all of our listeners that are out there that are facing difficult times and you have great faith and all that other kind of wonderful stuff, that when it comes to the work, ask yourself, am I doing the work? You know, Marilyn has told us very several stories about her doing the work to overcome. So God is there holding your hand, has his arm around your shoulder, encourage, whispering in your ear, encouraging words. But you got to get your butt up in the morning and do the work as well. Absolutely. We've, got, we've got to be willing to do that. Hey, uh, last question for you, Marilyn. H- how is it that you practice your faith do you have like routines rituals to to embolden and to embrace in your faith yeah i'll tell you what it is it's really easy and i hope people are listening to this because it actually has worked throughout my life when i began what you need to do is tune into god we tune into negativity with your friend said this you know so-and-so told you this so-and-so said this would never happen and you can't do this and then you take all that in and that's what your mind operates off of of that negativity and so my faith when you clear your mind and when you want to talk to somebody don't go talk to your best girlfriend or your best buddy so you're going to get the feedback that works in their life that may right. be something negative will leave your boyfriend because i just left my husband because he was cheating or stop doing this because so-and-so did this and i heard this talk to god if you want to talk to somebody that you're going to get the truth from <laughs> talk to god and guess what he's not going to tell your secrets he's not going to betray you so you know right that's what i do i clear my mind i, I put you know everything in his hands and my life has gone flawlessly and accordingly to that plan. He knows my it. heart. He knows my will. He knows my strength. And he knows yours, too. And, and as you're listening, you have friends, family members, maybe your partners that aren't listening live right now. At us of about 9 o'clock tonight, Nathan will have all of our interviews from today, as he does every Saturday, posted in archive form at our website, talkdavid.com. Get the inspiration. Grab the energy that Meryl has been sharing with us for the last 40 minutes or so. Let your friends know that these interviews are available so they can grab some of that power and inspiration that she's shared with us right now. Meryl Scott, the website, Meryl Scott. Scott.com, one of Oprah's five ambassadors of hope, author of multiple books, including Surrounded by Inspiration. And Marilyn, I'm going to have April, who books our show, the show producer, with our guest to contact your agent again. I want to have you back on for um, for Bad to the Bone. I want to get you back to talk about that. Is that a go? Oh, you will love that story. Absolutely, David. I love your show. I love your platform and what you're doing and your attitude, the way you view life. Oh, it's amazing. You're an inspiration. Yeah. So Yo, thank whoever you. listens well, to you, it's surrounded by inspiration. <laughs> well, we're a great match, and we're going to do it again, Marilyn. You have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Josh and Liz. Bye, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, David. Uh, you're welcome, Marilyn. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. When we come back, we're going to be answering your... I'm so excited to get to all your texts and emails. My Lord. They're building up. 941 is the text number, 266 is the text number. Call us, 1-800-548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. Listen to Marilyn Scott tonight. Again, 9 o'clock Eastern. The shows are up archived at talkdavid.com. So glad you're with us. Stay right there. I'm David Essel. Don't you love her as she's walking out the door Like she did Don't you love her way? Never miss-
miss a week of inspiration by joining David Essel's Text Club right now. You can listen to David Essel live from anywhere in the world right on your smartphone if you text right now, Talk David, to 69302. Text Talk David, all one word, to 69302. And we're going to send you a link before the show starts every week so you can listen live all over the world to David Essel live. Get inspired right now by joining David Essel's Text Club. Text Talk David to 69302. Talk David to 69302. Are you exhausted in life, feeling that whatever you do is never enough to see lasting change? I'm David Essel, XM radio host and author of the new free book, The Power of Focus, yours at talkdavid.com. We're giving away one million copies of The Power of Focus free at talkdavid.com. You deserve your desires. Get your free book, The Power of Focus, today at talkdavid.com. For 21 years, positive talk radio equals David Essel alive. Listen on XM 168 every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Office machines and toner are a fact of life in every business. But why pay high dealer prices for your toner cartridges? Call the Toner Kings. They sell all toner cartridges for up to 60% less. The Toner Kings have been in business for over 18 years, and they offer free shipping and a 100% quality guarantee on every purchase. So head online to thetonerkings.com. That's thetonerkings.com. Mention you heard this ad on XM Radio and get an additional 20% off your first toner order. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with money or why creating deep love is so challenging or why losing weight and keeping it off is such a struggle? Hi, I'm iHeartRadio host and author David Essel. For 22 years, we have helped thousands of people figure out the why to their life challenges and then create a plan that leads to lifelong success. If you're ready, contact me at talkdavid.com today. Our one-on-one sessions are so effective that you will absolutely create the life you desire. And programs begin as low as $100. One-on-one with me, David Essel, at Talk david.com is your relationship operating at its highest potential or is it faltering and you see yourselves drifting farther and farther apart or are you single right now trying to figure out what went wrong in the past so you can finally find and keep deep love let master life coach david essel help you resurrect or save your current relationship or help prepare you to find the love you desire today visit talkdavid.com to read the testimonials about david's work love is the answer let today be the day Visit TalkDavid.com. Do you often feel like you've hit a dead end in life? Like no matter what you do, the challenges just keep coming back over and over again? Well, maybe it's time you read the inspirational book, Rockstar, Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. Rockstar, David Essel's sixth top-selling book, is a powerful parable that will give you the inspirational tools and strength needed to finally bring your life to a whole new level. Order Rockstar by David Essel for only $7.95 at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com today. The powerful book, offering a positive lift in our ever-challenging world. Are you ready to create the life you've always wanted? Here's what a few clients had to say about their coaching sessions with Master Life Coach David Essel. You know, in four short months, our sales have climbed more than 150% in what is termed a declining marketplace. I look forward to what we can continue to create together. David helped us rebuild our marriage after an affair. We can't imagine how we could have done this without him. You can have what these clients have found working one-on-one with David at TalkDavid.com. That's TalkDavid.com. Life is short, and it's getting shorter every day. Are you finished procrastinating over your biggest goals in life? Would you like to finally make a lot more money or lose that extra fat? It's time to stop talking about goals and actually achieve them. 
Master Life Coach David Essel can help you accomplish your biggest goals in life. Register today for any of David's life coaching plans at talkdavid.com and get an extra session with David absolutely free. Visit talkdavid.com today. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, America's positive radio show. Like us on Facebook and listen to hundreds of inspirational archive shows at talkdavid.com. Now here's your host, Mr. Motivation, David Essel. Ah, coast to coast every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard, gang. Ta- I'm going to get to your text right now. Uh, boy, we got a bunch of them. Here's the text number, 941 266 Seven six seven six nine four one two six six seven six seven six. Phone eight hundred five four eight talk. Phone eight hundred five four eight talk. My my wife and I struggle with our weight. Uh, I can see us both trying to get each other to work out and eat right, but we never seem to succeed. It. I would like to start a whole food regimen, but don't know where to begin. Don't have the money to hire a professional. Any advice? Okay. So number one is that you know the easiest thing in the world to do would be to get either a juicer uh, or a food processor. Some, you know, you might even be able to use a blender at home to start with, depending on what it is that you like in regards to consistency of your vegetables and fruits. A couple weeks ago, we had on Dr. Michael Murray, a great book. So let me make this recommendation first. Uh, The Complete Book of Juicing by Dr. Michael Murray is a great book. In, in in our attempt to eat more raw foods, which we all should be doing, myself included, the easiest way to do it is by juicing or by utilizing a food processor. Um, I am a fan of the processor, and I'll tell you why. I really think that putting in, let's say, like my favorite drink is beets, celery, parsley, a half an apple, carrots. All right, so I'll put a couple carrots in, a beet, a whole beet, you know, like with the green top and everything. Uh, A couple stalks of celery, some parsley, I'll put it in. Now, if I do it from a juicing point of view, the juice comes out, it's, it's awesome. You have a lot of energy, but I'm missing all the fiber. So I would much rather put it in like a Vitamix type of a, contain, uh, a processor or a food processor or a blender. Some people get away with using a blender. Now, the only difference is it's more like mush than it is just juice. And that turns some people off, right? So if you want, you can always get a juicer. You, you can go to Target and pick them up for $50, $60. You, don't, you know, if you want to go top of the line, you can get one for a couple hundred. Vitamix will run you close to 300 uh, but even for like $60, $70, you can get a really good juicer at, at a Target or a Kmart or a Walmart or something like that. So that's where I would start with Whole Foods. I would get raw vegetables and fruits, get that book that I recommended. Of course, you know, the any kind of a processor or juicer comes with its own juice recipes as well. But that's where I'd start. Very inexpensive way. The best time of day to, to, to consume your vegetable fruit juices would be first thing in the morning and then that mid-afternoon lull. 
when you're exhausted, you reach for a candy bar or something like that, a Coke or something like that. Instead, have your juices. And if you can handle it, consume it all. Consume the pulp as well, because that's where amazing amount of fiber lies. 1-800-548-TALK. Uh, text 941-266-7676. Uh, great, great stuff you guys are sending into the show here, as you always do. Thank you so much for listening, letting your friends know, and letting us help you. Uh, the next one up, my boyfriend every week tells me for at least three months, uh, we're going to go to a movie or a dinner or a hike, and at the last minute cancels. With logistical problems, like he's overspent and he doesn't have any money, or he needs to work, his boss is holding him late, he treats me great, except for this. All right, so what do you do? So for three months, every time he says that you're going to do some kind of activity, he cancels. So this is, if I was in your situation, first of all, that's not normal, okay? For three straight months to cancel every outing, that's not normal. But this is what I would do if I were you. I want to stay optimistic here. I would record on a piece of paper the last eight weeks of how this has happened, the proof. So you have it on paper. Okay, I would record it. So I would say last week that he said we were going to go to the movie on Thursday and he canceled Thursday morning. The week before he said we were going to go to dinner on Tuesday and on Tuesday morning he canceled. In other words, I would get this really specific. I would do I would then go for a walk or I would do something very casual and tell him that you want to talk to him. And I would start off by saying some things that you're appreciative of. You said the rest of the way he treats you is great. So I would tell him, you know, you treat me really wonderfully and you're respectful or you're kind or you're whatever. But then I would tell him, you know, there is one thing I want to discuss with you, and that is, is that for the last three months, and I've actually charted the last couple weeks, eight weeks, just to give you an idea, here's the things that you said that we would do and we never have. And I want to ask you why. This is a pattern. It doesn't feel good. It makes me feel X. What does it make you feel? It makes you feel like a second-class citizen. It makes you feel like you're not important. It makes you feel hurt, resentful, disappointment, whatever the feelings are, right? And I would share it with them in writing. I have my clients, God, for 24 years we've done this. You know, I have my clients write out the pattern that isn't working and share it with their partner. Because why do we say write it out? Well, usually partners get defensive. And they'll say, you know what, that's not true. Just two weeks ago we did this. Now, when you pull something out and you show eight weeks of a pattern of him canceling at the last minute, it's going to be really hard for him to justify it especially when you say this has been going on for three months now, and here's the last two months of it, right? And then I would ask him, I would say, you know what, honey, the rest of our relationship is awesome, but what can we do about this? How can we come to a solution? And I would ask him to help you with the solution. And and then I would hold him accountable. If he says, you know what, you're right now that I see that, holy cow, that's not being respectful of you. I promise I'm going to change. So say, great, well, when is it that we're going to do something next? And then I would just follow through. If he breaks his word again, I would then go get professional help. First, you can give it a shot, though, to see, you know, like, is this something that you can handle by yourself? Is this something that, that you want to be able to handle by yourself? It, 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 he, he said, you say that he treats you great except for this, but this is huge. You know, this X thing that we're talking about is huge. Someone saying that they're going to do these great things in public and then canceling every one of them is not a very good thing to do, right? It's not healthy. It's not healthy for him. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy at all. So come to a conclusion. Encourage him to change. Help him the best you can. But then being ready to 
If you have to get help, get help, right? If you have to eventually walk, you got to eventually walk. But that is way too serious of a thing to just let sit. Um, we just have about a minute left. Uh, how do you encourage a partner to be more experimental sexually? Okay, this is a very, very long text. I won't get into the rest of it. But I, I'm going to tell you, this is one of the most sensitive topics. So we're going to cover it more in the next hour. I want to give this a little bit more time than we have right now. But right off the top, I'm going to say, what is it that's missing? If you want your partner to be more experimental when it comes to sexuality, what do you think is missing? What's missing? Um, how? What do you I- experience as experimental? Like, what would be? I would do this in a writing exercise. I'd write down what's missing in our sexual life. What would I consider something that would be fun to do that would ex- be experimental? And I would write the one, the two, the three, the four things down that you'd really like to try that you haven't tried. In other words, when when we talk about a lack of sexual innovation or a lack of sexual variety. And we just say to our partner, you know, we do the same thing all the time. If we don't have a solution, we're just blowing smoke. It's just a waste of our conversation. Does that make sense? I'll get into it more in the next hour, 8 o'clock hour. Hey, don't forget, all of our shows are archived. The interviews tonight with Dr. Rami, with um, Marilyn Scott, and and with our upcoming, oh, this is going to be awesome, Lee McCormick with this whole documentary on finding heaven on earth, experiencing this amazing journey to Mexico coming up in the next hour. Everything is at talkdavid.com. As of 9 o'clock tonight, all of our shows are archived. Go to talkdavid.com and take advantage of those, okay? I'm David Essel. Stay there. Never miss a week of inspiration by joining David Essel's Text Club right now. You can listen to David Essel live from anywhere in the world right on your smartphone if you text right now, Talk David to 69302. Text Talk David, all one word, to 69302. And we're going to send you a link before the show starts every week so you can listen live all over the world to David Essel Alive. Get inspired right now by joining David Essel's Text Club. Text Talk David to 69302. Talk David to 69302.